Hey listeners, it's Joe. Before we begin today's show, I want to provide full disclosure. I had the pleasure of working with today's guest, Chris Straley, for a few years. So when I heard he was working on a unique tool, naturally I wanted to check it out for myself. Our interview happened shortly after he gave me a demo of that tool, Instructional Design Genius. But Instructional Design Genius is now a show sponsor. I want to stress that this wasn't considered until after this interview took place. What you're about to hear is a genuine conversation I had with Chris where he could share with you what he's put together. Enjoy. So I'm here with Chris Straley. We're actually at the library, so we might be talking a little quiet today. So he has a tool that can help us as a training department flip the script. We can be shown as providing tangible value rather than being a cost center by actually calculating out ROI. I know it sounds like a magic bullet, but I've just taken a look at the system and I can assure you it's real. So Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how your tool came to be? Sure, absolutely. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about the platform. My uh, background has always been in education. I initially taught public high school for six years, English, speech, journalism, anything in that language arts area. Really enjoyed my time doing that. Loved the kids, loved everything about education. Got a little burned out doing the same thing every uh, day for multiple years in a row. So there's only so many times you can read Lord of the Flies five times a day, so many years in a row. And to supplement my killer teacher income, I was doing ID work on the side for some large companies in the Columbus area. And when I decided to move into that space full time, I had a great opportunity to work for a couple of different Fortune 500s in the learning space in the Columbus, Ohio area. And really just learned a lot over the years, including about project management for instructional focused projects. One of the things that I quickly came to a realization of when managing my last few teams was that there are not many resources designed specifically for project managing in the learning development space. And so I'm lucky in that my wife has a successful company and I was able to step away from the corporate world for a significant amount of time without having an income and just try to try to build, try to pilot, try to prototype some kind of solution that would solve the problem that I otherwise couldn't find an existing product for. Awesome. So the name of your tool is Instructional Design Genius. Uh, tell me how that name came about. Sure. The, the name doesn't have, the name doesn't imply anything specific. I don't think of myself as a genius by any means, but more the process components that we ended up incorporating into our platform, I would say reflects a lot of the best practices that I have picked up from my time in the industry. And they're known processes that produce results. I know they work. And the genius is referring more to the process um, than, of course, the user itself. And that's, uh, that's really the uh, origin of the name. Gotcha. And who is the main target audience for the tool? So we really target two groups. Um, one would be large enterprises that have a, a significant number of employees and then B, a decent amount of training infrastructure to actually use the tool and as well as work with partners in other areas like IT and data analytics in particular for the ROI component. The other audience are consulting firms and they love it 
and have actually driven the most interest so far because it gives them a way to qualify how they are differentiated from the other consulting houses that are out there. As you can imagine, they're often asked by their clients, why are we paying you X number of dollars a year for your services? What are we getting out of that? And with IDG, they have a way to quantify that, that their peers don't. And so when it comes to a bid process or time to re-up a contract, they now have hard data that they can take to their clients and say, this is the discernible value we're delivering. That's great. And I think that any group should be prepared to respond to the question, show me how you prove your value, right? Absolutely. So walk us through, walk us through a typical project that would be placed in this tool. Sure. So real fast, before I dive into any detail, I mentioned that we focused on project management. My initial prototype that I built and took to ATD in 2017, that was very much the case. It was designed for individual IDs and for e-learning developers to structure their process, make it repeatable, and help them quantify a lot of their process. That said, we had not at that time yet built all of the evaluation capabilities that it now currently has, nor had it been an enterprise-level product. And so that's what we really spent the past year doing, is addressing those two factors, making it an enterprise-grade product that could be expanded to any size organization, as well as adding a lot of the capability on the back end for measurement. In terms of a typical project, what we do is we provide end-to-end -end support all the way from the project intake through its delivery in a structured, repeatable process that allows learning development folks to capture the hard costs of building a training solution, the opportunity costs of deploying it to their audience, as well as on the back end, using things like pilots, controls, and statistically significant randomized samples to create a trained and an untrained employee population so we can look at the divergence in performance. And because we're capturing all these costs and because we're randomizing the audience that's receiving the training intervention, we can speak with some statistical confidence in the results we see and attribute them to the training intervention specifically as opposed to other macro factors like the economy or if you're in retail, the weather or perhaps a merger and acquisition. All of these things can obviously have a great impact on business metrics. I think that was one of the most impressive things I found with the tool was that not only does it help prove level one through four, but it also takes into account external influences that might come into play. Yeah, one thing I would add, and because I am not in the business of over-promising, I can't stand that. And what we would never do is claim, yes, use our tool as if it were using the same rigor as a double-blind study in a lab, right? You're not going to use IDG to find a cure for cancer. That said, we are able to do enough with the randomization and by using confidence intervals to provide reliable intelligence to those senior leaders about the type of trends we're seeing and the movement specifically due to training. So it sounds like this tool basically does it all. Tell me something the tool doesn't do. Sure. So one of the things that we didn't want to get in the business of 
is competing as a development tool. And I say that because there's already a lot of great solutions out there. I've used Articulate, I've used Captivate, I've used GoAnimate, many other different development solutions. They're all fantastic. We wanted to be completely agnostic to allow learning teams to build the way that they've always built, right? Because different people have their different preferences and we're not in the business of telling people what training to build or even how to build it. What we do want to do is provide a structured process for them. So we include a lot of periphery tools like the store, like a storyboard builder. We include testing applications for functional testing before rolling out a training. We include a time and cost calculator for doing a requirements-based estimation on just how much time and energy and money is going to go into building an e-learning solution. And all of these different offerings they add value along the way in the process, and they also allow us to capture the time. So IDG is not a e-learning development tool. And what I mean by that is it's not Articulate, Captivate, GoAnimate, any other tool that you'd actually use to build the solution itself. And we don't want to be in that space because we love a lot of those tools. And we want to make sure learning teams have the same autonomy to be creative and build whatever the training is, however they want to build it. Our main goal is to provide structure to the process that they're using and then offer supplemental support in addition to that evaluation component I spoke of earlier. So we can A, capture the time spent doing things like storyboarding, functional testing, creating communication campaigns or change management communication, we have tools to help with all of those tasks, which A, makes it more efficient because you're using the same process over and over again, and B, allows us to capture all that time and work and energy that goes into that. I think a lot of times learning professionals underestimate just how much time and energy they're putting into these solutions, and IDG is attempting to quantify that as best as possible. I thought it was really nice that IDG has a lot of different smaller tools in it such as a storyboard builder where the ID can go in and build their storyboard in the tool and then the SME can go in and provide feedback and then the same thing again with a review tool where the SME can go in and provide feedback on the different development cycles as they're happening and even a communication campaign section where you can manage the marketing for the learning solution you're putting together. Yeah, thank you, Joe. I appreciate that. The team's done a lot of work to try to make it a one-stop shop as much as possible, while, again, not taking over the actual build process. So IDG can pull in all these different metrics, and you showed me how it can pull in external data, whether that be integrating directly with an API from a, a bigger tool or, as a fallback, just importing an old-fashioned CSV file. Uh, what about evaluation methods such as XAPI? So I'm glad you asked about that because we are not an XAPI tool and that's nothing against XAPI. I think it's fantastic and it's really making a great difference in helping folks in the learning development space revise their training because they see exactly the type of experience learners are having as they go through them. Whether it be spending a lot of time on one slide compared to another, it, they can learn all kinds of useful information about how effective their navigation is and that content itself. What we are interested in doing is looking at what the C-suite is most focused on, and that is business metrics. 
So business metrics, you could quantify them however you want. What I always tell potential clients is we can capture and measure whatever it is you are capturing and measuring on a regular cadence. And so, for example, if you want to look at how a training is affecting shrink, right, theft in stores, or if you want to look at how a training is affecting an availability merchandise metric, or if you want to look at how a training is affecting an IT security metric, like quarantined messages, whatever it is, as long as you are capturing the data on a regular cadence and you have enough of it, we can make sure that we look at how a trained versus an untrained population is correlating to those metrics. One of the things about XAPI that kind of rubs me the wrong way is that it can track anything and it's kind of on the responsibility of the instructional designer, developer, whoever to figure out what exactly to track and how to tie that to key performance indicators. Yeah, what I would say is we're very, we're complementary to an XAPI experience as opposed to in competition with them. I, th I think it does have an enormous amount of value, but as you said, it can also be misused. I think the nice thing is if an organization is using XAPI, they are getting good business intelligence around a learner's experience in the solution itself, and if they're using IDG, they're additionally learning about what's going on in the real world when the learners go and actually apply the skills that they should be learning in the course itself. So again, I, I know it sounds too good to be true, but you just showed me the tool and I can verify it works. So if people want to see for themselves what the tool is like, where can they go to learn more? So absolutely, Joe. If you go to instructionaldesigngenius.com, that's our website. It provides a fairly high-level description of what the tool offers and how it works. And you really have to see it for yourself in order to understand why and how it works. So we don't have a ton up on the site itself showing the solution itself. So please don't be discouraged if you visit the site and you don't see a ton of screenshots. We will absolutely provide full demo walkthroughs for interested clients and we're happy to answer any questions and find out how it might best work to meet their specific needs. Thank you for having me on today and giving me an opportunity to talk about this tool. It, it is new and it is going to require some change management for it to be implemented successfully. And what I mean by that is you kind of kicked off the, the discussion with, this is a whole change in mindset. This is helping learning teams feel empowered and understand that they are bringing value to the table. and they need to start having conversations with senior leaders about the business impact that they exclusively drive. And helping the client understand that mindset and start partnering with some of the other teams in their organization, whether it be data analytics or IT or whomever we need to work with to make the solution work. It's a whole change in process and mindset that we're happy to support. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks for joining me today and, and discussing this tool. And I've got a couple books I need to check out here at the library, but uh, thanks for being with us today. I appreciate it very much, Joe. Thank you. And congrats on your podcast. This is, this is great.